Welcome back to Sustainability Warriors. Um, Laura, unfortunately, is not in the studio with me, but... I have COVID. But she is here in spirit, and I can see her, and I can hear her, so... It's oh, great. I think you meant, like, in spirit, as in, like, I'm not even a part of this podcast. No! Today, so I was like, I am right here. No, you're here. You're just not I feel physically. like we're kind of, like, with each other, because we're both on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can hear you, so. Yeah. So it's it's fine. It's, it'll work. <laughs> yeah, but so today, yeah. um, our big topic is big oil. But first, <laughs> so we had people um, send us some questions. So we're going to start with one of those. So Dennis Tracy actually sent us this question. So mm-hmm. it is, what is one sustainable thing that you can never get yourself to do, even though you know you should be doing it? So Laura, do you have a answer for us first? It kind of took me a while to like really think of something, but... I really enjoy Baja Blast. <laughs> I can't say Blast, but Baja Blast mm-hmm. um, from Taco Bell. And those are not sustainable at all mm-hmm. with like the plastic. Um, so I think I cannot get rid of those and just like drink from like coffee shops. Because like some oh. coffee shops, you can't bring your own cup. I tried it this weekend mm-hmm. at my Model UN conference. And they told me no. What? Yeah. They were like, oh, you can put the plastic drink in your reusable cup after. And I was like, that's that the defeats point. the purpose. Yeah. Right. What coffee shop was this? Starbucks. Oh. Hmm. Starbucks sucks. I'll have to write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> you could have campus revolt against Starbucks and get rid of Starbucks on campus. Oh, my gosh. That would be hard. But, yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah, I have a few. I think um, probably one of them is composting. Like, I really want to do it, but I just need to learn more about it. Like, I've. Isn't the question, like, that you can never get yourself to do it? Oh, never, ever? Or just right now? Well, I would assume. I would assume it's something that, like, no matter how hard you try, you can just never do. But never. I I don't think nothing is impossible, Laura. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I also thought of flying. Like I don't yeah. think I can ever stop flying. Like you could definitely like reduce it a lot. But like I was gonna, I'm gonna talk about this later. But we do not have the infrastructure <laughs> to not fly sometimes, especially yeah. like like in the United States, like somewhere. To, like from like Chicago to New York like it's hard not to fly right but the other thing I think kind of pertains to that is um public transportation that I have a hard time doing particularly in Davenport mm-hmm. like it's just it's hard well first of all I don't understand how it works because I've never really looked into it um but I feel like I'm sure it's a lot easier than we think I yeah it probably <laughs> is but I feel like in um, different towns that are more like college towns, I feel like the public transportation right. will be a, a lot better. So, like, when I move to Iowa City, like, I'll be able to use the public transportation easier just because, I don't know, they yeah. probably will tell me about it. Like, the university will tell me about it. And just, I don't know. It's more geared towards yeah. students, I guess. Well, like... I know that we can use that bus, yeah. the Davenport bus, for free. And I've always wanted to just get on it and see what happens, like see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. But I never have. Yeah. But I always thought it'd be cool if, like, they could at least, like, have a bus transportation, like, downtown. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, but, yeah. Well, Davenport we is not, like, walker-friendly at all like at all like yeah. even downtown really isn't too much like you can walk but like it's not you can walk not always yeah. recommended but you can um i know yeah. and like the side the sidewalk like between ambrose's campus and locust street is tiny mm-hmm. 
Like, you feel like you're literally going to get ran over if you're walking on that. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little uh, scary sometimes. <laughs> uh. But it's possible. It is possible. Freshman year, I used to, like, I don't know how I got them to do this, but I used to, like, make my friend group walk places. Like, we would walk to get sushi, like, three blocks or four blocks down the road. Or, like, walk to Whitey. Yeah, I would make them. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. not driving. Well, walking to, like, Whitey's is, like, kind of nice. If it's, like, nice out, it's fun. Yeah. Um, Especially if you, like, take the back alleyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that before. So that's fun. But, like... Mm-hmm. You can't really, really walk that many places, like, from campus, yeah. unfortunately. So, not very walkable. It's a good bike. A lot of professors bike. I think, doesn't, no, Amy doesn't. Never mind. I know some people do, yeah. I guess it yeah. just depends. If they live close, yeah, but, like, Davenport's also not very bikeable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Bettendorf is a little yeah. better, right? Yeah, they installed, like, a whole, like, bike um what's it called like a bike, bike trail lane? bike trail or, yeah bike trail like on their sidewalk oh yeah but bender's nice. like so much smaller it's like yeah. three main roads i feel like that's true anyways but yeah we should get into our main topic for today <laughs> which is big oil which i'm sorry if i like get mad or yell but i just really i have really strong feelings about this about big oil everyone should exactly this is why they're listening to us so they can oh, get yeah. angry yes <laughs> right right um so first i kind of just wanted to do like a little introduction to like what big oil is um so i found this online <laughs> big oil i think we found like everything <laughs> online for this no we actually went it to the, like it has the power of our brain we went to the library actually and found all the books <laughs> about big oil and poured over them for hours but no, we exactly. use the internet. <laughs> okay, so um, big oil is a name used to describe the world's six or seven largest publicly traded oil and gas companies, which are also known as super majors. So the term mm-hmm. emphasizes their economic power and influence on politics, particularly in the United States. Big oil is often associated with the fossil fuels lobby and also used to refer to the industry as a whole in a derogatory manner, which I thought that was really funny. (sighs) Definitely when I say big oil, it's like in a rude way, not in a nice way. Right. I never knew that, though. Like, I thought everyone just called it big oil. I don't know. I learned something today. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but kind of the first thing I wanted to talk about is basically, so everyone knows that like big oil pollutes, right? Um, but a really particularly evil thing that they do is they talk the talk, but they do not walk the walk. So Mm -hmm. there was a recent study that came out actually just like a few weeks ago in February, 2020. Oh my gosh. 2022. Um, but it's called the clean energy claims of BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and Shell, a mismatch between discourse, actions, and investments. So I have the whole abstract, but I'm not yeah. going to read all of it. Um, but You should read it in like a fun voice. Fun and, like, voice? Animate it. Yeah. You know, I could, but, but basically um, you can go read it and like, I haven't read the whole article, but I read the abstract, which pretty much, like, sums up most of what you need to know. But basically, um, they looked um, at data collected from 2009 to 2020, and they kind of looked at the language they were using. Um, So, like, the keywords that they would use in their annual reports and stuff like that would be, like, climate, low carbon, and, like, transition. Um, But they found that these were just like pledges and not actual actions. And also some of these companies have claimed that they're actually becoming like clean energy companies, which they found is not true, is that they're mostly just greenwashing. So that means like saying that they're going to be green or sustainable, but not actually like following through on that. It's basically just marketing, but it's like very evil. (laughs) <laughs> um so that would be like like using those like words like climate low carbon 
yes and transition but not actually not actually doing it yeah and so they also looked at if these companies were actually changing their business models um to like to back up what they're saying about becoming more like clean energy companies and they found that they are not changing their business models and they actually have insignificant spending on clean energy so they're literally just lying so that's great but and this um is peer reviewed. This paper is peer reviewed. So that's it's very peer important. Reviewed. <laughs> if any professor is listening, it's peer reviewed. Yay, it's what you want, it's what you need, it's what you ask for. Yeah. Um, but then this article that I was reading also said like this is like the first robust empirical peer reviewed analysis of the activities oh. of the speech, business plans, and the actual investment patterns of these major oil companies. So basically that just means like it's a really good study and it's very like broad and comprehensive and they got a lot of good information and it's very reliable. Right. So that's it's really cool. Crazy. It's crazy that this is the very first like really reliable one yeah well i think it's there's been other ones that are reliable but it's just like the stats are really good like it's really sorry what sorry do you know like how far back in time they go oh 2009 from 2009 yeah okay so like their stats were like very statistically significant so like they had really good findings that can be backed up with data so that's really cool Not really cool what the oil companies are doing, but it's really cool, like, the study that they did. So they actually have right. support there. And they can... Did it say... Sorry. sorry did ahead. it say, like, what the, the biggest six... Like, the what the big six are, like, specifically? Like, obviously, it's, like, BP mm-hmm. and Exxon and Chevron, but, like, in um, So in this one, they focus on the... Like two biggest American ones was our Chevron and Exxon Mobil, and then the two major European ones, which is BP and Shell. So I'm not really sure what the other two are. I'm sure that mm. if you just Google it, you could find it. Um, but those I are like tried. Oh, really? It's hard. Well, because like there's a difference between like America, obviously like America's biggest, mm-hmm. and like the world, because the world is the world's biggest is like a Saudi Arabian one. Yeah, I think that's what like the other two or three were. Okay. Um. But yeah, these are the ones that like most pertain to us, I would say, and that like we have the most news on. Um, right. But I have a particular bone to pick with Exxon because mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, so hashtag Exxon new, which if you don't know what that is, go like look it up on like Twitter or whatever. Um, but basically... Exxon has known for a very, very long time that their products are were causing like global warming and climate change. And they knew this, or like Exxon specifically, like they have evidence that Exxon knew in the 1970s. But they have evidence that um, like the petroleum and oil industry in general has known since the 1950s that they were causing, oh, wow. causing climate change, which is like nuts. So I didn't even know that that they like knew about climate change. Yeah, like Exxon hired like scientists to like look into it, and it like showed that um, like emissions from oil and gas and stuff were causing climate change and global warming. And they're like, okay, cool, we're not going to do anything about it. (laughs) They've known that for like at least fifty years. Like that's crazy. Right. And then also, like, recently, under oath, um, this happened in October 2021. Um, So the heads of some of the world's largest oil companies denied that they knew their products were driving climate change. So they, like, they lied about it under oath Hmm. that they didn't know about it. Those dirty, dirty liars. I know, which I also read an article that talked about it could be possible that maybe not everyone knew because mm. they're kind of like in silos. So like the people that work on this may not um, talk to people who work on that and they just might, their knowledge might not like overlap and stuff. Huh. So like that makes sense, but it's not an excuse. <laughs> right. Um, well, I always wonder like, like, so like we are pretty like poor college kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have power. So, like, it's really easy for us to be, like, they suck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, 
I always wonder, like, if we were at that company, like, doing the same thing as them, like, would we do the same thing? Or, like, are we morally superior? And, like, I always, it's like, you don't have that power. I know. I mean, I would like to think that I would say something, but, like, I don't know, like, if, like, lower level employees really knew. Like, I'm right guessing, like, but, the, like if, you know? Sorry. Go ahead. But, like, even if, like, we weren't just like what if we were like in power like would we just like let the like the power and the money like go to our head i don't i mean power corrupts but so i don't know i would hope i wouldn't do that but like i feel like if you're like kind of working in oil in the first place maybe you have like interesting morals in the (laughs) that's maybe not true for everybody but i mean just like the history we have we've started so many conflicts over oil um, right exactly and like that's people mm-hmm. have been protesting that for how long so right I mean it, it probably mm-hmm. just depends like I don't know I would hope I would but I don't know if I if I would actually if I was like back in time you know when it back. when it wasn't like yeah as ex- I don't know it just wasn't talked about that much you know yeah but also a lot of like <laughs> states and stuff are suing like exxon and st- and like the fossil fuel industries and like or companies and stuff like that for like misinformation which That's is good yeah go them i hope they win i think i haven't checked on um the status of some of those but that's encouraging that people are like trying to take action against them because like mm-hmm. um i mean we're going to talk about this later but like we can like divest as much as we want like personally but we really need like big organizations and states to take action too we want to make like a really big difference right yeah I and like it's hard to make a big difference like this isn't like connect to big oil but like mm-hmm. prism and Toyota oh, yeah. tried to do like a big push against that bill like for the transgender bill mm-hmm. and it, it got passed through the senate today and that was Governor Kim Reynolds gets to sign it. I mean, we can try to and say that she won't, but she probably will. Oh, she will, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so, I don't know. So that is, like, also the hard thing, too, because, I mean, even if you do vote, your elected representatives don't always represent you, and sometimes yeah. they're, it's, like, really, really the opposite of what you would like to see. Um, so sometimes you can't always rely on your state representatives to do what is in the best interest of people. So, which is really disappointing. Right. But then it's like, who can you rely on? Like, I know. I mean, that's why we have to vote, I guess. But also there has to be other things we have to do if like, if the voting doesn't work out. Work, Um, like we protest, which is also. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have some. Or we have some tips anyways. and stuff at the end of that. But yeah, I kind of wanted to touch more on, like, why it's so harmful for these companies to pretend to care and, like, greenwash so much. So, basically, like, they are lying, but, like, we didn't always know they were lying. Like, maybe we're like, oh, they're maybe they're not the most reliable, but, like, we trusted that they were doing the right thing. And then we weren't mm-hmm. holding them accountable because they said they were doing it. So that is like really, mm-hmm. really dangerous because if we had known what they were doing for so long, maybe we could have taken action earlier and stopped some mm-hmm. of the harm that they've done. But it's kind of hard to convince other people um, that maybe aren't as interested in it that mm-hmm. these they actually are lying. When, but but they're like, well, look right here. It says that they're doing this. So it's kind of right. harder to like get more people on board when people are doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like the same goes for like people. Like some people like say they hold these values, but their actions oh. are always different. I know it drives me nuts. People, people are always like I was I was having a debate with someone they were like oh well words might mean more than actions and I was like I feel like it's the opposite yeah because you can say like I believe this I believe that but then like it matters what you do more 
Yeah, I mean, obviously words are important, but yeah, like, right. Yeah, but it's just like, like I don't know. It's upsetting. And like we can like learn all this educational stuff in school and like sit here and talk and talk and talk about it. But like, what are we gonna do with all of it once we're graduated? Yeah. And it's then like when people do that, then you just kind of like lose trust in them and like you don't look for them for like support anymore. And like, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same with like the oil companies, but obviously like you're not really like looking like for like emotional support from <laughs> oil companies. At least I really <laughs> hope you are not. Um, <laughs> and like, especially when people like lie about like sustainability stuff they do. Like, everyone is in a different place, but, like, please, please do not lie. Why would someone lie, though? I don't like, know. So, has someone lied to you about that stuff? Kind of. Like, really? Well, not, like, outright, <clears throat> but just, like, they, like, want to support this and that and, like, will talk about it with me, but then they, like, do things that are, like, not sustainable at all even though they have the means to do so yeah or like other options and like everyone's at a different like point but like don't talk about it to the point where I think you're like oh yeah I think you're on board with this and then you're obviously not like I would so much you rather tell me that you literally don't care at all about sustainability than to lie yeah I almost like respect people who think like totally opposite to me and are like very passionate about it than people who are like oh yeah I agree with you but like don't actually care yeah well I feel like it's easier to explain to someone who like with really different views than you like why they should care because like there's so much like data and science that we can like here look at this chart and this chart and like they've been researching this since the 50s and the 70s so like this is why you should care and it's a lot harder to call out people who tell you that they care to the, like your face and be like, hey, mm-hmm. actually, you don't care at all. Like, how are you supposed right. to like do that? And then and then that's bad for like if other people hear them talking about how they love sustainability and then they like, OK, I can look to that person for advice. And then they do right. a bunch of bad stuff. Then you're like right. misleading a whole bunch of people. So it's like really bad. This, this is where this is how cults start. Cults? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But oh. it's very harmful. And that's kinda of, sorry, that's kind of like slightly off topic, but still on topic. But I just thought that was something interesting to talk about. Oh yeah. I agree. We could talk days and days about this. Oh yes. <laughs> um oh something that's a, more related to that is carbon footprint um oh, so yeah. i'm sure a lot of people have heard about this um but basically about two decades ago um bp hired a pr team to help improve their image and then they came up with this idea of a carbon footprint so a carbon footprint is the total greenhouse gas emissions caused by an individual event organization place whatever whatever and that's expressed as a carbon dioxide equivalent so basically, that sounds like a great idea, right? So you can like, no, you can like see what, sorry, go ahead. We did it in, we did that in my environmental science class. Yeah. Well, like in principle, it's good because you can like yeah. track and see where you are. But that. <laughs> Wait, but like it makes you feel super bad. Yeah. Because it says that you like, there's like, you need like seven earths. Mm-hmm. to sustain yourself they're like how many earths would the oil companies need to yeah sustain? no they're completely pla- passing the blame onto the consumer yeah. which is the biggest problem ever and it's total bs because like they're telling us as individuals to take the blame and the burden of climate change when they right? are completely capable of doing something about it exactly yeah exactly and like they are trying to convince us that it's our duty and our responsibility to pollute as little as possible when they literally pollute like so, so much. It's nuts. And like I they're know. evil. They're so evil. Oh, they are evil. It's all that matters. If you get if you take one thing from this podcast, just know that big oil is evil. Yeah. It's so hypocritical, too. Just bad, 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 bad. So, I guess 
for carbon footprints, like, it's not, like, a bad tool, like, but just remember who made it. Like, if you, I think it can be good if you're, like, looking at where maybe you contribute most um, to carbon outputs, like, carbon emissions. So, maybe you didn't know that, like, buying fast fashion like really contributes to your carbon footprint or whatever so that can be a good educational tool but like don't let that shame you and don't think that all the improvements that you need to make are your like own individual ones like you we well we'll talk about this more later like with tips and stuff but like we need to be holding the oil companies accountable and not just like putting all the pressure on us to be better and like shaming other people because that, that's exactly what they want us right. to do shame other exactly. people yeah so yeah bad bad so bad bad <laughs> uh also um related is plastic so plastic yeah. is actually made out of crude oil which is not like surprising because like oil bad, okay, plastic like, bad. <laughs> I I didn't know this uh-huh. until like maybe this fall. Like yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that either until I did more research into it. I know my mom told me actually. I didn't even find it myself. Well, it doesn't really seem very intuitive because like oil's like really dark and plastic's like clear, which like obviously right. like but you know like it doesn't make sense in your head, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but That's very true. Like plastic companies have been like promoting recycling for a really long time, which seems like a good right. thing. But that makes consumers feel like using this plastic isn't a bad thing, like kind of using the the plastic, recycling it is kind of like evening out their impact, like they're not making an impact. Right. But actually a lot of plastic doesn't get recycled. So I think like only 10%. That's what I saw too. Yeah. So. Which is crazy because I feel like we learn even here that we can recycle plastic like through green light. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. It's better than throwing it in the landfill. Is it though? Like what? Uh, well, it's better to recycle 10% of plastic than none. That's true. Um, that's true. But yeah, like they've done a really good job convincing us that it's okay to use plastic because you can recycle it. That actually like plastic is going to like increase in the upcoming years. Right. And then I saw the same thing that you were talking about. Like Mm -hmm. they've known since the 1970s that recycling plastic like wasn't feasible. Mm -hmm. And like we didn't have like the, the infrastructure in America to recycle so many different types of plastic because you can't just melt. They can't just melt it all together because I don't know the intricacies of plastic. <laughs> I wish I did. But, like, there's so many different types. They can't, like, just melt them all together. So it's easier just to put it all in the trash. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I saw that at Syracuse University, there are boxes of files from a former industry consultant. Mm-hmm. Um and inside one of them is a report written in the 1970s by scientists that were forecasting possible issues for top industry, like oil execs. Um, and they said that recycling plastic was unlikely to happen on a broad scale because um, supposedly plastic degrades on each turnover. So mm-hmm. if it keeps getting recycled, it won't be as good. So it's better for them to keep making more and more plastic anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was crazy. Like, the scientists even were like, hey, like, it's not going to happen. They still were like, where do you want money? Yep. <laughs> it's a very common theme. And then another thing that was crazy to me, in 1989, oil and plastic executives, they began a campaign to lobby almost 40 states to mandate that the recycling symbol appear on all plastic, even if there was no way to economically recycle it. That's crazy. That's like so evil. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, does that mean like every single time that we see like a little recycling thing on a plastic? No, I'm like so like confused. Yeah, you can't trust like anything. They they control everything. Mm-hmm. This is like the Matrix. <laughs> 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 um. 
But then I also saw that they make 400 billion a year making plastic. And then as like we begin to go more electric for mm-hmm. our cars and trucks, um, the industry is like telling their shareholders, like people who have stock, that future profits are going to increase in plastic. Great. So it's weird because like it's good that we're switching to electric cars, mm-hmm. but then they're also going to increase all this plastic because of that. So they're just offsetting the, the I know. increase. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So and then at the very end, they said that analysts now predict plastic production will triple mm-hmm. by 2050. And I'm like, so what do we do? Like, not buy plastic? You know, that's a great idea. But we also can't control how, like, our food production, how everything that we buy is um, packaged in plastic. Right. And it's not feasible for you to, like, grow all of your own food and do all this. So, like... We can yeah, do what we yeah. can, but also you can't, like, avoid the plastic because it's everywhere and it's in stuff that you need. Like, if you need medication, right. you can't not use plastic bottles. I, so, like, I guess you could te- technically, like, upcycle mm-hmm. that plastic bottle, but that's so much work to do that with everything single thing yeah and if you're like chronically ill and you need a lot of plastic bottles for your whole life like you can't upcycle all of them you know so i know that's why we have to like in the sustainable movement we need to be inclusive um Mm -hmm. and we can't just assume that everyone can cut every bad thing ever out of their life because it's literally not possible for some people and like that's okay like some people just can't do certain things, but that doesn't mean we should shame them for using it. No, yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh. And another thing. This this is very briefly. I have it all caps. Fracking. Fracking. <laughs> so, um, I just want to talk about that a little bit because... Um, oops. <clears throat> I almost ended our call. That, oops, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Um but fracking is the process of injecting liquid at high pressure into subterranean rocks. Um, it says boreholes. I'm not really sure what that is, etc. Borehole. So, yeah. So as the as to force open existing fissures and extract oil and gas. And that just like kind of sounds weird, anyway. But basically, it can. Um, poison the groundwater it can pollute surface water it can impair wild landscapes and just threaten wildlife in general so it's bad so fracking is a bad term and it's very bad environmentally but it has been like pushed um i know like sometimes like in the recent years because um trying to get more oil out of places that don't have as big of like oil reserves so that's what mm-hmm. that term means if you hear that. And it's bad. Unless you, like, right. love big I, oil. I know, like, some senators have tried to push her ban. I, like, I know, like, um, Bernie Sanders the big, like, fracking bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Biden. I think Biden, like, promised he would ban mm-hmm. fracking. But <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that yet. But maybe I just haven't. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, like, look into that. <laughs> like, what environmental uh, regulations and stuff are promised and if those are actually being followed through or not. Right, yeah. Yes. Do you even know who, like, the... Is there, like, an environmental, like, cabinet member? I don't know. I mean, I'll look that know. up. I'll look that up while we go. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good thing to know. I really am not sure. Uh, oh yeah so basically while laura's looking that up i'm gonna move on to our tips that we have about because all this sounds very bad right like we're just telling you all this bad stuff about big oil bad 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 (laughs) but we need to (laughs) count someone count how many times sorry go ahead i'll then i'll finish go ahead take a shot every time you're here i was just gonna say count how many times you said evil and let us know (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you could play a drinking game. With That's true. <laughs> you can. You could do that if you'd um, like. There's an administrator of the, the of the EPA, okay. Michael Reagan. I was going to show him because like, me and Emma are like WebExing right now, but mm-hmm. no one else can see it. <laughs> Here, you can look at him. Oh, very nice. Looks like a nice man. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, what can you do? How can you take yes. action? Yes. So, a big thing, which uh, this... If you're in college, you may or may not be into this, but definitely if you are older and have a job, please do not invest in oil companies. Don't invest in fossil fuel companies. Just don't do it. But You mean like buying stocks? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like that. I wouldn't know what that means. I'm not a finance lady. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so basically, obviously like, if you completely control like your investment portfolio, like you will know if you were are investing in fossil fuel companies probably. Um, but it, it also it could be in your portfolio without you really knowing. Like if you invest in ETFs, which is extra- exchange traded funds, which those are like a collection of lots of like stocks and bonds, and those are like managed by experts and stuff, and they're like just traded as a single fund on like the New York Stock Exchange and stuff. Um, but th- they like those investments could be in there without you really knowing it. So like if you're investing in like different funds like that, make sure you research and see what those funds are investing in and make sure that they're not investing in fossil fuel companies. And then once you do and can divest from those companies, if you are investing in them, um, make sure you reinvest in clean energy and fossil fuel free products. Kind of like, so it's like a plus when you're not investing in fossil fuel and then an even bigger plus when you are reinvesting something that's kind of like the opposite of it. So that's mm-hmm. like, I know like there's more people now that, I mean, I guess I know more because like I'm in more business um, that I know people who are doing like stocks and stuff now, which like I don't, but yeah. like some people no. are, but like definitely. Like, my when, dad, my dad does. He, yeah. I know that like since the whole like Ukrainian evasion, invasion, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm investing in gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I get why people do it because like you make money. But yeah, also, but I like, feel like, if you have enough money to invest, mm-hmm. you don't need to. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Though. Maybe there's people that are really poor that are doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a, a hard situation. But like, obviously, like, just please try not to give your money to fossil fuel companies. Like, you can't really like advocate <laughs> for like environmental practices and sustainability if you're like literally just straight up giving your money to them. So right. even if you like. Yeah. I mean, we we can't really like completely divest from them because like if you don't have an electric car, you got to get gas. Yeah. But you can avoid it in other ways. And I, I wonder if sorry, there's like sorry. I wonder if there's like I didn't look this maybe you know though. Like certain gas stations that are better to buy from than others or like oh. do they all kind of own all the brands even if it isn't labeled like bp or shell i don't i don't know i don't really know that would be something interesting to look into um anyway i know like some gas stations offer like um gas with like higher ethanol in it so Mm. that's like a little bit better but that's also mm-hmm. kind of confusing too because ethanol is still a bio um, fuel so when you're still burning it it's still releasing co2 so it's like kind of better but like we're not going to change the world like that um right uh also it's a lot of demand on the physical environment to grow that much corn but yeah. that's kind of that's in iowa yeah that's a different thing yeah <laughs> i won't go down that <laughs> um but also another thing you can do, which also like as a college student, you may not have as much control over this, but like maybe when you graduate college, you will over your finances. 
So with banks and credit cards, so if you have a bank account or if you're an investor, um, you have like your money is sitting in those checking accounts and saving accounts. And so if depending on the bank you have, they are like using your money, obviously. And some banks are worse than others um, with climate change and stuff. So for example, um, JP Morgan Chase, Citi, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America are ranked as a top four worst banks in the world for the climate due to their financing of fossil fuels. So I have a confession to make. <laughs> I have Wells Fargo. No! <laughs> and this summer I knew I was doing like research into this new pipeline that was being like built or Is it like, the Keystone? In, like, no, 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 no. It's called like Line Nap. It's in, like, Minnesota. Mm. It's something that, like, isn't as well known. And mm. I read online that Wells Fargo is evil and, like, <laughs> you should not have a your bank with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to change it. I never did. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's definitely something to look into um, once you are more out on your own and have, like, more financial stability. Um, so that's kind of, like, a future tip if you are especially if you're like in college right now and you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but something, I guess this, okay, this is another one that can be older for older people or for younger people, depending on what you want to do, but renewable energy. So obviously if you own a house, you can try to use reusable energy and also just like c- cut back on your um, electricity use in general. But actually there's a lots of like, grants and loans and programs and like tax incentives mm-hmm. um to help you get solar into your house so if you do own a house you could look into that but also if you're a college student you can demand that your school your workplace and your yes. community uses renewable energy and we're like a really good example mm-hmm. of it in a way because we were working with like dennis and them and like most of the work is through dennis and yeah. Amy. yeah but it looks like Dr. Novak and her team are really interested in putting solar yes. on campus. Yes. And maybe that's just because Amy Novak is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I would beg to differ that Dennis's advocacy yeah, it's, is changing Ambrose. It's doing a lot. Along with our support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our support. yeah. So, like, even if you're not able to, like, physically yourself change um, to, like, a solar power mm. or something, like, you can like ask your school or like tell them, hey, like we need to do this, and like you can show them like how it will pay off in just a few years, even though it's like mm-hmm. the upfront costs can be quite a lot. Um, there's lots of loans and grants and st- maybe not loans, but there's like grants and programs, tax incentives. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of reasons to do it, and it just and be, like what um, I sorry sorry you what what I. What I- what I found at Ambrose is if you have, like, an idea and, like, you maybe just need help, like, getting support from, like, faculty and staff, like, there's always someone there that will help you or, like, mm-hmm. will guide you or get you to where you need to be. Like, that's the one, like, biggest positive Ambrose has, like, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I've, like, both of us have been able to be, like, so involved and, like, help making, mm-hmm. like, big change on campus. And so that's been really cool mm-hmm. to do that. And I feel like you can do that on bigger campuses, but it's, I feel like it takes longer and a lot more people. It is, yeah. The are really so interconnected and smaller here, so mm-hmm. it's so much easier. Yeah, you ask, like, one person a question, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know that person who does that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Ugh. yeah, you walk into Jason Richter's office, and he's <laughs> like, I don't know, but let me find you the person. Yeah. That man knows everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. Some other things that you can do that are less like financial related is obviously try to use less plastic. So whether that be kind of what Laura was talking about um, earlier, like Ambrose, like you can use your reusable, um, whatever Mm -hmm. coffee container, whatever you want to use at the beehive and get a discount. Yeah. What? You know what we should do, Emma? Mm -hmm. We should go around like local businesses and bring a reusable container uh-huh. and keep track of what places let us use it and what places don't. And we Ooh. should make like a, a list. That's a good idea. That's a good project. Yeah. And then we get so like food. Never get 
Yeah. Well, well, we can try it. We'll just have we to remember. We can do it like individually to oh, yeah. like, put up the work. For sure. Or we could have people help us out with that. That's a good part. portion. No, good idea. <laughs> My brain tells me portion. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Report back to the people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, another mm-hmm. thing you can do, kind of we talked about this before, but public transportation, um, try to walk and bike as much as you can. Obviously, like Davenport, it's not super walkable or bikeable. But even like carpooling is a great option. Right. So try to do that. Like if, I don't know, like if you're going to the store, ask your roommate, hey, are you, do you need anything in the store? Do you want to come with me and stuff like that? So less mm-hmm. cuts down on gas use. Uh, what else can you do? Oh, also, um, you know, um, spring break is coming up. So if you want to go on spring break, consider a road trip and consider not flying. I know, I know gas prices are going up, but like, like to fly, like the emissions from that are like nuts. And obviously sometimes it's like unavoidable. Like you can't like really drive to Mexico and like still have a week vacation. Um, Oh, what? <laughs> You're gonna say you can't drive from Mexico, and I was like, you, I mean, you uh. guess you can, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, if I I know sometimes like um, flights that have um, what are those called when you stop and you have multiple flights in there, like connecting oh, flights or whatever. Over? Yeah, those are cheaper sometimes, but like if possible, try to get ones with no layovers, so then you're not, you know, contributing as much to CO two yeah. emissions. And also, I also think. Sorry, we keep interrupting. You're on a a roll. You're on a roll. All right. So I was just gonna say, if for some reason, if you're listening and you have a private jet, stop that right now, because that's (laughs) just ridiculous. Why do you need a private jet? Unless you like, I don't know, for like security reasons. But like, oh my gosh, like people. Um, I've heard people say that like they want to be rich enough to have a private jet. Oh my god! And I'm yes. like, no, actually, I would rather be rich enough to like help uh, develop the infrastructure for a cross-country wow. high-speed rail system. He's such a great person. But like, that would be so much better. He's morally better than all of you. I did not say that. I did not say that. I actually, I agree though. I. I'd rather sit on a train and like look at scenery, even if it's like farm fields, and like read a it's book, like, than to like. It's airports like, are so stressful it's like that one meme where it's like the one person like looking out the window yes. and it's like <laughs> cringe but like having a good life mm-hmm. and the person like across that's like all sad yeah i don't know what the exact but i always think of that meme i'm like i am the cringe person <laughs> hey we could um that's a picture we could use to promote our podcast this uh, week <laughs> but on our social media big oil big oil could be like the the sad person and then we're the oh. yeah we're taking them down <laughs> oh. what else can we do here oh also um you can pester the government yay so <laughs> yay. like your taxpayer money is going to your representatives and they're supposed to do what you want so call them okay i called mm-hmm. our state senator today chris coroner i i know i mispronounced her last name but i don't know how to say it mm-hmm. and i think it was like a page that answered and she was like oh she's in a meeting right now she'll call you back that lady did not call me back oh, that's rude so i would suggest keep calling yeah because they'll probably maybe. get like annoyed that you keep calling so maybe they'll just like listen so you like stop <laughs> <laughs> And, like, do it, like, yeah. do it with your friends. That'd be kind of, like, a fun little activity. Just keep That'd calling be- the government. <laughs> keep calling the government. <laughs> Don't do your homework. Just keep calling the government. If I was a professor, your assignment is to call the government and complain. <laughs> that would be a great homework. I'm going to do that if I ever become a... I want to become a professor. That's mm-hmm. going to be my first assignment. Call the government and complain. <laughs> <laughs> why should we ever do that in class I mean, we like, should this, do that read this passage and let's talk about it I'm like ah. <laughs> let's call the government <laughs> <laughs> let's call the government 
funny. I don't know. Also, <laughs> like... Kim, call COVID Kim. Who is Kim? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're talking Did about the article? That? The article, I was like, Kim Reynolds is delivering the State of Union rebuttal. Who is she? It was, no like, passive-aggressive. <laughs> Uh, yeah but also like um you can write letters and emails and like a lot of times too if it's like for a specific cause a lot of people will have like a template already so you just kind of have to fill out your name and a few Mm -hmm. little things um and then send it away and that will help too so Mm -hmm. yeah and just like yeah you can try to like um donate money where you can too if that is if you're able to do that to certain like organizations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and just like just do the best you can because I know it's really hard in like college to try to make these big changes like that but you know you know what Laura we're gonna have a small gathering soon and (laughs) we're gonna call the government (laughs) like I was just saying but um no, that would be you like can a only fun. Only get into my house if you call the government. Yeah, first. that's such a fun little party idea. If you're looking for party ideas, there you go. So fun. There you go. Do you have any more tips about how to divest from oh. fossil fuel companies? And I guess in general, too, um, to just try to help offset what they're doing is just try to produce less um carbon emissions in general which there's lots of things you can do like eating less meat not shopping fast fashion which i think we're probably going to have episodes on both of those um later but but yeah there's lots of things you can do that aren't directly related to yeah and it's i feel like it can be hard because some of the more sustainable options are more expensive and a lot of us don't have the money for that Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I feel like it's a healthy balance mm-hmm, definitely. of like trying to live life without yeah. all this crap. Yes. And also trying to be a good person, I yes. guess. But <laughs> what does could... good even mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. We're in like, yeah, I, don't, I won't go into that. Never mind. <laughs> we have a class together. <laughs> we have a class. We just have a class. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening today. I hope you enjoyed yeah. our discussions about big oil and our kind of yelling about it. Um, but yeah, again, <laughs> if you have any questions or any comments or anything, you can um, find us on Instagram. What is it? Like sustainability underscore warriors or something like that? Yes. And then our email is sustainability warriors at sau.edu yes so definitely um let us know if you have anything you want to say to us but again thank you for listening we'll see you next week and go bees and go green bye bye